Hello, everybody. This is Messer Brothers Presents. I'm Craig. And I'm Doug. And Nick's not here again. Again. And I told him we were going to change the name to Messer Brother. Messer Brother Presents with Doug. Yeah, I don't and think he said, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> but... Uh, we've said it before. We'll say it again in case somebody missed that episode. Um, where we just brought it up that his work schedule changed significantly, so he'll be here a lot less um, than usual. But hopefully, we can get him back one day. But uh, yes, yes. What you got to say, Douglas? I have nothing to say at all. Um, I have things to say that I can't say on here. Ah, always, right? Always. How long has it been since we did an episode? What? When when did we do an episode last? Was it last week? Let's see. I don't think so. October 14th. 14th. Yeah. That was a week ago. Yesterday. Week ago. Yes, we did pretty good this time. Yes, yes. Not bad. Getting one kicked out to you. Um, but then there'll be another gap. Yeah, I'm going to Florida. Florida next week, so... Take you a, a recording thing and record you one in Florida. <laughs> that would be uh, interesting. Recorded, not live. I was about to say live, but recorded in Florida. Yeah. Mr. Brother by himself presents. <laughs> On the beach by himself. Yes. Um, But yeah, you could do one by yourself next week. Nope, I do not think so. Why not? Not going to do it. You could. Not going to do it. <laughs> we are going to... So I had a countdown that I wanted to do with Nick. Obviously, that's not going to happen. Nope. And I wanted to do it for Halloween. And Nick won't be here before Halloween. Be here, so for I'm sure. going to do my countdown. Doug didn't even come up with nothing. Because when you hear what the countdown is, I'll explain why I didn't come up with anything. <laughs> I wanted to do top however many... Scary movie, horror movie, Halloween type movie was my thinking. Yep. They don't like anything like that. And I don't like Halloween in general, so I don't watch any Halloween <laughs> movies. I don't watch any horror movies. I hate horror movies. I don't watch anything that could even be called a Halloween movie, as far as I know. So then you you may mention some, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've seen that, but... Well, I'm going to get into mine. And I was going to do 10, but I come up with 8. Top 8. That's fine. I think that's fine. Um, And my number 8 is kind of a cop-out. It's not a movie. TV special show. And it is the Home Improvement Halloween Specials. (laughs) Okay. Have you seen those? Mm, I may have. Well, you know, every season on the show, they always did a, a Halloween episode and a Christmas episode. And those were my favorite episodes. So those, those, uh, however many seasons it is, that's how many episodes. So interesting. Put that on there. Um, and then number seven, I put Scream Four. What happens in Scream Four? Uh, they go back to Woodsboro. I know nothing about Scream, so that means nothing to <laughs> me, but it means something to somebody. Okay. Since number... you're doing TV episodes, that made me think of something though. What you I got? Interject. Yeah. Another show that did Halloween episodes every year, The Middle. Yeah, they did. That's and a good one. they were pretty good. They were real good. Like, there's one that I'm remembering. I haven't watched it in a while. It's like the one where Brick goes trick-or-treating, and he keeps running into this woman that is married to somebody Brick. just like him. Yeah. That's which, the one that sticks out to me, too. Future Brick. <laughs> yeah. And he win as Rod Sterling. Yes, yes, Or Serling. Yes. Is it Serling? Rod Serling. Serling. Twilight Zone. From the Twilight guy. Zone, but it not from the Twilight Zone. This one but was from, from the other show. Uh, Night Gallery yeah, or something Night like Night Gallery. <laughs> and he, he said yes. that. It was not Rod Serling from the Twilight Zone. It was Rod Serling from... Yes, yes. Uh, Night Gallery. Anyway, yeah. It's a good episode. Um, Back to the Home Improvement one, I guess... They were all good. I really liked the one where um, they've convinced two of their sons that somebody was murdered in their house. Uh-huh. Uh, it was it was good. So I've probably seen those, but it's yeah. been a long time. I don't remember. Uh, um, number six, 
I put Halloween uh, 2018. Okay, I have seen, seen that, that one. Do you like that? It was okay. It was. I thought it was good. I will never probably watch it again, but <laughs> it was okay. It was good, I thought. I'm ready for the next one. Um, number five, I've got Scream 2. Another Scream. Another Scream. And number four, I put Casper. Casper. Have you seen that? No. you never seen Casper? No. Nope. Was that in the 90s? I guess so. Oh, it's good. Never saw it. Okay, well. <laughs> number three, I have Hocus Pocus. I have seen Hocus Pocus. Yep. Several that times, a, in uh, fact. There's a movie we watch on Halloween night. Not me and Doug, but me. Um, number two, The Goonies. That's a Halloween movie. Yeah, it's on Halloween a lot. Um, okay. I guess it's not really a Halloween movie. But That's a stretch. <laughs> but I guess it would qualify. <laughs> it's got the elements of a Halloween movie in some places. Yeah. And then number one, any guesses on what it is? Mm, I have no idea. Scream. Scream number one. Number one. I like all the screams, so. But apparently three of them better than the rest of them. <laughs> How many are there? There's four right now. Five comes out. So what's starting to film. wrong with the one that? It, you know, it's not list. bad. It would have been if I would have stretched it on to ten. It would have been on there. I just think four is a little better, so I put four ahead. What are some other Halloween movies? I can't even think of Halloween movies. Name None. a few. Scary movies? Yep, that aren't on your list. Mm, let's see. Nightmare on Elm Street? Eh. Have you seen it? Nope. Um, Friday the 13th? Heard of it. Never seen it. I don't know anything else. Drawing a blank. I know what you did last summer. I've heard of that one. I watched that. It's not good. Never seen it. You wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like any of them, probably. Any of Scream. Scream is good. Um, What's some other stuff? What's those other ones? Final Destination. I just thought. Yeah, those are good. Never seen them. Saw. Heard of them. Saw. Never watched Saw. We'll have to do a Christmas movie countdown. It'd be a little easier. Because for you, I actually sure. watch Christmas movies. Mine might be 30, 30 titles. What? I like Christmas movies. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Halloween, I, d- I don't care for Halloween movies at all. Because you're boring. Or Halloween. I used to not. When I was a kid, I didn't like Halloween. I love it now. Why is that? I don't know. But I do. I really do. I used to think, you know, these people decorate for Halloween. It's crazy, but I would do it. I would. Well, I wouldn't. You wouldn't decorate for nothing. I decorate for Christmas. Christmas. It's the only one worth decorating for. Wreath on the door. Oh, it's definitely the best. I mean, I like Halloween, but don't hold a candle. Can't decorate for Thanksgiving. No. Unless you count just like general fall decorations. Yeah. Leaves. And there's no need to decorate with leaves around here because they just, they decorate themselves. Fall off the trees, cover the yard. We were doing Halloween's third for me. No, I third. mean, Thanksgiving, it's probably fourth. I like Thanksgiving better. Thanksgiving is number one or number two? Uh, three. Halloween, Thanksgiving, Fourth of July, Christmas. Wait a minute, do these in order. Number number one is first. Christmas. Christmas is one. Fourth of July. Okay. Second. Thanksgiving, Halloween. Okay. That's interesting. Or Halloween. I, you know, it's probably interchangeable. Hmm. Well, Christmas is number one. That's the important thing. <laughs> Christmas. Not long till Christmas. Two months. No, it ain't long. What you gonna get me? I don't know about that situation. <laughs> well, are you ready to dive into our story? I guess so. It's interesting. You want to kick it off? It's sort of going back in a little, in a way to the UFO things, but... Do you want to lead? Um, I 
don't care. Latest three, Douglas. This is different than the other UFO mm-hmm. things we did, though. Because you're leading us, or because no, the story's different? Because the other UFOs was people that claimed they were abducted and have been telling their stories for years and years and years. They're still here. Right. This is somebody who is, they're missing. He's not here anymore. He's gone. He's not telling his story. <laughs> Other people are telling his story and saying that maybe it had something to do with UFOs. Just a little different than normal. Maybe. So, right. you know. So what we are discussing, Frederick, how do you say his last name? I'm not sure. Val- Valentic? Valentic? Valent- Valentic. Valentic? Valentine. Looks like Valentine, but with the ICH on the end. Yeah. Valentich. Frederick Valentich. 20 right. year old Australian pilot from the land down under. He had been flying for two years, so he, w- he had his private pilot's license. Not a big commercial pilot. He only had 150 hours of solo flight time. Not a whole lot. No. He was authorized to fly at night. Only in visual meteorology, meteorological conditions. So good condition. He couldn't, he so, couldn't fly if it was messy outside. Well, it means only where they can, they have enough visibility to fly while visually avoiding aircraft and the terrain. So if you can't see right. around you, you're, you're not supposed to fly. Yeah. Okay. In this guy's case. Well, he apparently wasn't a great pilot. Was it? Was not a great pilot. <laughs> Why? He had applied to join the Royal Australian Air Force. Rejected. Twice. <laughs> and it was um, not because of his pilot skills, apparently, but just because he wasn't that intelligent, is what they had <laughs> You're said. not smart enough. <laughs> You're not that smart. And he also failed multiple tests to become a commercial pilot, and wow. some of them more than once. Wow. Um, at one point, he strayed into restricted airspace accidentally. I'll go ahead and tell you, this guy didn't get abducted by aliens. Eh, probably not. But this guy just didn't know what he was probably, doing. That's probably true, but it's, <laughs> a, it's an interesting story. <laughs> he went into restricted airpace, airspace, got, warn, got a warning. They said, don't do that again. You're in trouble. And he deliberately flew blind into clouds twice. <laughs> and you weren't supposed to do that. So he was under threat of prosecution for doing that. He was not, not a good pilot. Not a good pilot. And, ding, 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 he was a UFO enthusiast. Of course. Earlier in 1978, which was the year he disappeared, he had apparently seen a UFO and he told his father, Guido, that he worried what would happen if a UFO ever attacked. Attacked? Attacked. Him? Him, I guess. Or maybe everybody in general. But he worried what was going to happen. So, October 21st. What is today? 22nd? Yep. October 21st, 1978. Almost exactly how many years ago? I can't do math. Somebody do some math. Uh, 1978, 88, 42 years. Almost exactly that long ago. He rented a Cessna 182L model airplane, which is a single-engine propeller-driven airplane. And he took off from the, I have no idea how you pronounce this, the Morobin Airfield near Melbourne, Australia at 6.19 p.m. Okay. He was supposed to check in by radio at specific checkpoints during the flight. That was the rules. Right. His destination was King Island, which was it's halfway between the Australian mainland and Tasmania. Tasmanian Devil? Uh, maybe. The Tasmanian Devil. Pretty sure that's where they yes, are. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so his plan was to fly west 40 minutes along the coast, head south over the Bass Strait to King Island. He'd flown this route several times before. It was the familiar route. Should not have been any problem. Right. Around 7 p.m., he gets to the radio reporting point. Was he alone at this time? He was alone at this time. He was by himself. He reached the radio reporting point near Cape Otway, 
and he made his report on time to air traffic controller Steve Roby. And around 7.06 p.m., flying over Bass Strait, he spots something. Yes. There's an unidentified aircraft trailing him at 4,500 feet in altitude. And he describes it to the air traffic controller. Says it has four bright... This is his a quote this from the him. transcription. Four bright, it seems to me like landing lights. Air traffic control Steve said no aircraft in this area. Nothing. <laughs> no aircraft, but he claims he sees one. Craig is playing with the shotgun mic over here and... Distracting me Sorry. majorly with like a swinging pendulum. I'm not doing anything. It don't exist. I'm air traffic control Steve. So there's no aircraft. There's no <laughs> microphone there. And there's no aircraft in this area. Besides you, obviously. Right. Valent, Valentich. 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 I don't know. Our friend here. What was his first name? Frederick. We're going to go with Fred. Oh, Fred here. Fred. Said the airplane or the the unidentified aircraft was darting and swerving around him. He said, quote, it seems to be that he's playing some sort of game. The unknown craft was also moving at, well, some people say very high speeds. I don't know if it's very high speeds. His quote was, he's flying over me two, three times at a time at speeds I could not identify. Okay, so pretty fast then. Doesn't probably. necessarily mean it's super fast but pretty Probably fast is. if he's moving over him two or three times yeah flying over and flying back that's pretty significant he described the object as sort of metallic it was all shiny on the outside it was a long shape and had a green light okay so four landing lights at least one of them's green apparently I was about to say he says he saw four but they were green. Were they all green? I don't know. He didn't describe that, though. He okay. just... There's four lights, and then there's a green light. Air and Control Steve should ask for more details. Well, I don't guess he... He may have. There's a whole transcript of this. Air Control but, Steve probably thought he's full of it. It's possible. Very possible. Right. So, at this point, according to Frederick, the object hovered above the plane, then it vanished. But then it reappeared approaching from the southwest. Sort of strange. Pretty quick. How did it get from above him to approaching him in a few seconds? It's That's odd. And at this point, his engine starts to malfunction and sputter. That's not good when you're in an airplane. No, that's probably not something you would like. And he once again reported the strange aircraft was hovering above him. But not that his airplane was messing up? Uh, yes, he did. He did report that. Okay. That's how they knew it was okay, doing okay, it. Because okay, he gotcha, said, gotcha, my gotcha. engine is, is, I forget how he said it. He's, he reported that, though. Okay. I think that's of importance that his he engine did report was messing up. The engine was in bad shape. And his exact final words, apparently, were, it is hovering and it's not an aircraft. Last thing anybody heard from him. Then he's gone. This was followed by like 17 seconds, they said, of just silence. Oh, the microphone was still open so you could hear stuff. But it was strange sort of metallic scraping noises, they said. And that's it. That's interesting. Last that was heard from Frederick Valentich ever again. Ever. Never heard from or seen again. All right. He's gone. Well, I'm going to take over now. And as you probably would have guessed, yeah. an extensive search was started in the air and the water. So he was over the ocean. Yep, he was. Flying. And he vanished. So multiple surface vessels and eight civilian aircrafts participated in this search, covering 1,000 square miles of ocean. That's a lot. That's a pretty big area. But the ocean's big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> An oil slick was found on October 22nd, about 18 miles north of King Island, but they said it had no connection to the plane that disappeared. The search officially ended on October 25th, 1978. No trace of the plane or Frederick was found. 
He's gone. So it was assumed that he'd crashed and was presumed dead. Well, which, not officially presumed dead, but I mean, people figured he's. They he's were dead. Like, yeah, yeah, he's dead. not. He was not officially. Officially, yeah, yeah, right. They're not, he's, they're not officially ruling him dead. Yet. Nope. But a month later, another pilot saw what he thought was the outline of a submerged plane, but he couldn't be sure. That's mm. great help. Yeah. <laughs> uh, six weeks later, an amateur photographer and a plumber. No way. <laughs> I read that wrong. Six weeks later, an amateur photographer who was also a plumber. Yeah, that's it. Roy Manifold. It's an interesting that's name. That's a good name. I was, <laughs> Roy Manifold claimed that he had set up a camera at Cape Otway taking photos of the sunset. In his last picture of the sunset, he said there was a black spot in the upper right corner, which he thought was a developing error. But there was no dirt or damage on the negative. So whatever it was, was something in the picture. Maybe. Uh, analysis, or photo analyst, determined it was a metallic object. Mm-hmm. Apparently surrounded by a cloud of exhaust, roughly one mile away from the camera. A more recent analysis of the photo determined that it was actually a developing error. So <laughs> was it an error, or was it not an error? The government commands that it was an error. To be or not to be, that is the question. May of 1983 comes along, which is five years after the fact, and an engine cowl flap, C-O-W-L, flap, washed ashore on Flinders Island. It was found by the son of Arthur Withers, the airport manager of Flinders Island, which is 350 kilometers east of Kings Island, where our friend Fred was intended to go. Mm -hmm. That part comes from the same type of plane as Fred's. Part of the serial number was visible on the debris and it fell within the same range of Fred's plane. It was determined that that debris could have floated that distance in five years since the disappearance. Mm, I guess so. Which is kind of that's kind of shot in the dark though. Like, yeah. For it to float around for five years and then end up on an island where somebody saw it is pretty... Pretty well, crazy and they odds. said it was something that it didn't actually float. I mean, it's not a piece that would float. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I don't know. They don't claimed know. with all the ocean activity, I guess, hurricanes and whatever, wow. that it could have moved that far, even yeah. though it doesn't really float. That's pretty rare, sounds like. Uh, at least two other Cessna aircraft taking off from Flindler's Island, had lost the same piece. <laughs> uh, the piece was found close to the runway and could have been from one of those. That makes a lot more sense. Most likely it was from one of those. Sounds yeah, like they I need mean, to fix that plane if it was losing that piece every time it took yeah, off. Yeah, 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 for sure. Sometime after the disappearance, 20 eyewitnesses described an erratically moving green light that was seen in the sky at the same time Fred was flying in the area. Well, that is interesting. Erratic. Three of those eyewitnesses saw both the lights of a small aircraft and a very large green light directly above it. I mean, this adds up. Mm -hmm. But where were they to see this? Well, I don't know. (laughs) The primary witness, uh, 47 years old at the time, was with his two nieces. He mentioned seeing the large green light years later to a local policeman who told... uh, Fred's father, Guido. Guido. Um, the, the witness, Mr. Hansen, not his real name, by the way. Yep, it was a big name. He didn't <laughs> want to be identified. Had been out shooting rabbits on October 21st with his nieces. He was driving with one of his nieces in the front seat and one in the rear, and the niece sitting in the front spotted the lights. Hansen saw the lights and said it belonged to an airplane. And his niece said, no, I mean the green light above it. Hanson was then able to make out the two separate set of lights. He drove on for a few seconds and he pulled over and got out. He clearly saw a second light that was greenish and circular. It looked like it was riding on top of the plane. Hmm. Hanson observed the light for roughly 93 seconds from the time he first stopped while driving until the lights disappeared to the northeast. He heard no sound from the aircraft, and none of the witnesses saw any sort of crash. 
his observations, in his observation, the UFO would have been at least 48 foot across in length. Hmm. It's pretty big. If he's right. Yeah, if he's right. Based on, I mean, that's, it's over here in the sky. It's hard to say. It's based on the size of, it was like they based it on size the of size plane, of the plane. Like if yeah. the, the distance, the lights that he thought were the plane lights, the distance they were apart. Right. According to that, then the green light should have been 48 feet. That's some, that's some guessing there, ain't it? Um, <laughs> Uh, also, based on his location and observation, the plane would have splashed down in the sea just off the coast near Apollo Bay if it had continued on the same path. Yes. So, what really happened? Uh, there's a few different theories. First theory we're going to go over is alien abduction. UFO seen by Valentich and the other eyewitnesses took him and his plane and was never seen again. UFO was supposedly seen by multiple eyewitnesses on the ground, but what was it? A woman had written a letter to the editor of the King Island News on September 20th and claimed to have seen a UFO two months earlier. And so this letter was coming in September 20th of 78. He yeah. disappeared October 21st. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the letter said that others had seen strange lights in the sky nearby, which suddenly disappeared. The lights were said to be large and bright. And light up the area as if it was daylight. Hmm, heard that before. Yep. On the night of the disappearance, an 11-year-old had seen a streak of greenish-white light across the sky around 11.45 p.m. A man who was camping spotted bright white objects performing wild stunts over the ocean. A man named Don Cox claims to have seen a large triangular yellow-white light, which had lights of other colors inside the triangle. He watched the lights for 45 minutes before he lost sight. He believed what he saw was the same thing that Fred had seen before he vanished. Here's an important thing about these. The newspaper lady was yeah. before the disappearance. Right. All these other people are after. Yeah. So, what would that say? What would that tell you? Well, I think the newspaper lady wrote it, and I think, I mean... It, if they're all right, this thing is coming back to that area a lot. It is possible. Yes. What was you going to say? Um, maybe I'll get to that later. Okay. We'll go over what you think later. That's fine. With a different theory. Okay. A week after the disappearance, air traffic control Steve, who was the last person to hear from Fred, yep. said that a pilot had reported to him that he saw an extremely bright light headed east to west. The light then appeared a second time, traveling below him, so he landed his plane because he was afraid of a possible collision. That's smart. Pretty smart. Pretty smart. Good job. That's what Good I would have done. In 2014, a Victorian UFO action group claimed that a farmer near Adelaide supposedly saw a 30-meter-long craft hovering over his property on October 22nd, the day after Fred went missing. The farmer said that Fred's plane was stuck to the side of the craft and was leaking oil. Problem okay. is, no one knows the farmer's name. And the Victorian UFO Action Group had looked for him, but yet to find him. So, Mr. <laughs> farmer Man may not even exist. <laughs> good. That's a good story, though, right? <laughs> uh, next theory. Fred intentionally landed his plane in the sea, intending to escape before it sank. The plane would have sank, leaving no wreckage to be found. If he did make it, if he did not make it out, the body would have obviously went down with the plane. And it's still uh, there. This is one of the official theories from the investigation. Two possibilities within this theory, not part of the official documents. He landed on the sea because his plane was having engine trouble, as he said it was doing. Yeah. Or he landed in an effort to get away from the UFO. That he believed was hovering above him. I guess either one would make sense. Either way, yeah. Either way, same outcome most likely. Yep. Um, so I'm guessing this is... I didn't look these planes up, but I'm guessing they can do that. That they can land on the water. Apparently. Um, next theory. Fred staged a disappearance and landed somewhere else or was possibly... Uh, killed himself. Mm, Not possibly. was possibly. 
or he possibly killed himself. It's, it's possible. Fred was dating a 16-year-old girl in 1978. The girl, Rhonda, was with him months earlier when he accidentally flew into the air, restricted airspace near Sydney. She said he became extremely agitated after the incident. And as you remember, he had failed most of his commercial pilot test and was rejected from the Air Force not once, but twice. Uh, So was he concerned that he would not ever be able to get his commercial license and be the kind of pilot that he wanted to be? And if so, would he want to disappear? Maybe. um, Maybe he saw that as a way to get a clean slate, a new identity. Maybe. Maybe not. That'd be pretty hard, I think. Yeah, it could be tough. Uh, Maybe he decided to end it because he couldn't do what he wanted. So that would be the more likely of the two. Yeah. But would he do that? Fred had apparently asked Ron to marry him the weekend before his disappearance. He gave her a temporary friendship ring, which would be replaced with a more expensive ring later. He told her to keep the engagement secret until he could get enough money for a more expensive ring. Hmm. Don't sound like he's planning on killing himself. No, not really. Or running away. At least one person years later commented that this was a strange action, while others saw it as a sign that he was looking to the future. Yeah. I, I mean, that to me looks like he's looking to the future. I don't understand what was the strange action about it. No, I don't but either. that is what somebody said. Yeah, they're weird. The night before Fred visited Rhonda... And she said something was bothering him, and he was not his usual cheerful self. But he had planned to take her out after his flight, so he was he, making plans for the future. He still, planned to come back. Even the next day. Um, and he gave two contradictory reasons to go to King's Island anyway. He told the flight officials he was going to pick up some friends, but there was no friends there. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. He also told his father and a friend that he was going to go pick up some crayfish. Uh, The crayfisherman on the island said he never talked to Fred about selling him crayfish. And they had sold out earlier in the day anyway. So no crayfish and no friends. So what's he going to King Island for? I don't know. Uh, He never informed King Island Airport on his intent to land. And the plane had enough fuel to fly 800 kilometers, and the flight he had planned was only 232 kilometers. So he didn't run out of gas. Melbourne police received reports of a light aircraft landing near Cape Otway at the same time of the disappearance. Could it have been Fred landing the plane safely somewhere that he thought he wouldn't be seen? Maybe. An investigator in 2004 got access to official documents on the disappearance and says that an extensive interview with people who knew Fred virtually eliminate the possibility of suicide. That, to me, I don't think he killed himself. I doubt it. 100%. That's, don't, I don't. If you're going to kill yourself, that's a weird way to do it. Well, I don't know. Maybe he thought it'd be quick. I don't know. Maybe he thought it would be um, easier on people somehow. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Instead of thinking he killed himself, they think, oh, he flew out and disappeared, and they never saw him again. Either way, it's not too... No. Not too good. Uh, there's nothing to suggest that he staged a disappearance either. And Fred's family did not believe that he would disappear voluntarily. But they no. never do. Nope. Next theory. Fred went out looking for a UFO. Or to build up flight hours. One or the other. And crashed. Accidentally. Yes. Um... Some people think he went out looking for a UFO because he was into UFOs. Right. And Rhonda told him, which was his girlfriend, that about a week before the incident, she had talked to him about UFOs. He told her, if a UFO landed in front of me now, I would go in, but never without you. So he wouldn't want to leave her behind. She also noted that Fred kept newspaper clippings of UFO sightings, but he was not any more interested in UFOs than an average person. Now that... Statement. He sounds like me. he likes a little more than me. A little more than, you know, not uh, just me. The average anybody. person does not keep newspaper clippings on no. UFOs. So that's the average a, person probably don't say, if they was here, I'd go in. That's a little bit more into it than the average person. Just a touch. Uh, she believes that Fred had no intention of ever landing at King Island, but he wanted to build up flight hours. That, may, that makes, I mean, that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Um, because he was interested in UFOs, anything he saw might have been labeled as one that he couldn't identify. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's look, you know, if you're looking for that, you can see that in things. Yep. So that that's a good point. Uh, the four points of light he saw could have been Venus, Mercury, Mars, and the star Antares, which would have been seen in a long diamond shape at the time and places of flight. The count of the long shape of the UFO as well. So he's seeing stars and planets. Yeah, maybe. The only thing that I wonder about that would that's they too be far distance. I would think bright enough for him mm-hmm. to think that that's a right there on aircraft him. above him. Yeah, that would be my. I, I don't know about that. I mean, I see where they're coming from, but I don't. Seems a little far fetched. Maybe at that time of night, though, out over the ocean with no other lights around. Maybe. Maybe it's that bright. Maybe. Valentich could have filled in other details, such as the metallic appearance, because that's what he was expecting to see, but not what he actually saw. The green light could have been his own plane's navigation light on the right wing tip, possibly reflecting on the windshield. So Hmm. it could have been a whole bunch of stuff just making him paranoid and thinking he sees stuff. And especially if he did happen to go out looking for UFOs, like some people thought. Now, it's nighttime, right? Um, It was... Well, not quite nighttime because the guy was taking pictures of the sunset. Well, that's what I'm like. So it's I don't think it dark. was stars. It's like yeah, it's getting dark. It's dark enough that people can see the lights on the plane from yeah. far off. And what's his name was out there shooting rabbits. Yep. You don't do that in dark. But he had just finished, so they were on the way home. Yeah. Okay. I but guess. it was get, it was not dark, dark. But it was there. getting dark. All right. Because guy taking photos of sunset, you can see the landing lights and such from you know far away. Yeah, not right. too yeah, far maybe. away, but I don't think the guy that supposedly saw the 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 rabbits guy. I don't. He wasn't a huge distance away from where the plane should have been. No. So it was dark enough to see the lights anyway. Dark enough for four stars, I mean, three planets and a star to be extremely bright? Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Right. (laughs) Um, I don't know. Mr. Hansen, who was on the ground and saw the green light, had commented that it was similar to navigation lights of an airplane. That would make sense. The airplane's angle of flight could have given the appearance that the navigation light was above the plane to someone on the ground. That I mean, would that make sense. Makes sense. I mean, if it's turned up, not that the belly can see what I'm doing, but if it's turned up <laughs> like that, yeah, it would look. And above. the green light is on the the wing tip. Yeah, then it's going to look like it's above the others. But Fred yeah. is totally messed up. Like, if this is what happened, he was so confused. He was either on something, drinking he, something. His yeah, girlfriend I mean, though said he didn't drink that much. So I don't know. Maybe he's just. I don't know. Maybe he's just looking for a UFO, and he's yeah. And he's his got brain it. is giving himself what he wants. <laughs> so in this theory, he's now focusing on this UFO. Yes, that don't exist. That's him, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wasn't paying attention to other things, like his instruments. So the plane would begin to spiral, which could have decreased the fuel flow, and the engine would. Run roughly, as he said it was doing. And it starts sputtering and... So the plane then crashed into the ocean. There you go. Some believe he might have become disoriented and was flying upside down at one point. The light he saw above him were his own lights reflected on the water. That would be very strange. And the, I would think, surely, you would <laughs> notice you were upside down. I don't, yeah, you'd think. I have never been in an upside down plane, so I don't know this. I don't want to be in one. I don't either. But I think if you were in one, you might feel slightly different enough to realize, oh, I'm not right side up right now. Yeah. I mean, if anything, your hair, if you have enough hair to do it, your hair is going to be right going somewhere. (laughs) I don't know. The biggest problem with this is that the Cessna, which is the plane, had a gravity feed fuel system. The engine would have cut off quickly, would have cut out quickly if the plane was inverted for a long time. So the exchange between Fred and the air traffic control was for several minutes. So the plane really couldn't have been inverted that long. Nope. But maybe it was inverted and cut off and he crashed. 
but he started one from the time he's noticed the lights. I mean, if the lights—that's that's true. That's if true. If the lights was his own lights in the water, he would have shut off. He had enough time to say, "I've seen the lights. They're moving strangely." Those lights would not have moved strangely. No, that's true. They would have stayed where they were because he wasn't moving strangely. So that's true. No matter how he moved, he would have seen the lights reflected. So. Yeah. Researchers Paul Newman. No, not really. Paul Norman. <laughs> Paul Newman, the the actor? Yeah. And the salad dressing guy? Paul Newman and Robert Redford suggest that Fred changed... Robert Redford? Yeah, they're best buds. What? Redford. Yeah. Robert Redford and Paul Newman were big buddies. Okay. Newman's dead, though. It really is Paul Norman and Richard Haynes. I'm sorry. Okay, that's right. Suggest that Fred changed course when he saw the UFO, and he turned away from Kings Island and back towards the coast of Victoria. When his radio transmission went silent, the plane had dropped to an altitude where ground-to-air radio transmission was impossible. At this point, the curvature of the Earth prevents line-of-sight transmission. So the radio don't work because... It's not going. The Earth is the curvature. Of the Earth is blocking the transmitter from. That's interesting. I didn't know it did something that's like interesting. that. Interesting. Yeah. Fred continued to fly towards the coast, where he was seen by Mister Hansen and his nieces. Then he splashed down near Apollo Bay. Search mm-hmm. crews didn't search that area, so the plane could have been there. But as of October 2020, no one searched that area to find out. And these guys were trying to get people to do that, I think. They were telling people, you know, we figured out check this out. is where it may have crashed. You, I would think you'd want to check. But apparently nobody cares. No. Fred's father, Guido, died in 2000. Fred is still officially considered a missing person. There is a memorial plaque for Fred in Cape Otway, but is he really dead? Yeah, that's a good question. Nobody knows for sure. Uh, what do you think? I think most likely, I, I don't think he got turned upside down like that, but I think no. that he convinced himself he saw a UFO. Yes, possibly. And that messed him up. Freaked he, him out. He, I don't think he crashed by accident, but I think he just, I think he just crashed. I think he was freaking out and tried to figure out what to do. And, and crashed and died. Maybe he tried to, I mean, they said the theory was that he had landed on the water. Well, maybe he tried to land on the water. And you know, yeah. remember, he's yeah. Not, I mean, maybe he's not the best pilot, apparently. So um, he may have tried to land on the water, and he didn't quite land on the water. Crashed into maybe. the water, possibly. Maybe. I I don't know. What do you? Th- I mean, I don't believe there was a UFO. Well, there's <laughs> strange things, but they can all be explained. Right, it can all be, everything can be explained. All these people that claim to have seen green lights and uh, strange things, UFO-like things, well, the majority of these came after after the disappearance, after some of this stuff had already been reported. So, I guess a lot of these are probably just, I mean, they're just people jumping on a bandwagon. They're just like, oh, yeah, we saw that UFO. That's what it, yeah. They didn't really see anything, but they're like, oh, you know, well, it might have been a UFO that took him. We saw this one fly over our house. Yeah, yeah, let's let's help move this along. Yeah, I mean, that's what it sounds like. I I don't know. And maybe they saw him flying. It could have been him. I mean, they may have actually seen him. The one guy probably, I mean, according to the one theory, the the guy and his nieces probably did see him, if that theory was right. So... I mean, no reason other people couldn't have seen the same lights from the plane. And just thought it was UFOs or whatever they thought it was. Yep. It would make sense. And I think another little factor might be, I wonder if the lady that wrote into the newspaper, like September or whatever, claims she saw something. Maybe he read about that, Fred. Maybe he read that, right? And, that and so that is in his put head. It in his head, that yeah, that's there's possible. UFOs around here. He supposedly really seen one himself earlier, right? 
So he's got this idea in his head. There's UFOs around here in this area. Whether he went out looking for one, I don't know. He may have just been like the girlfriend said, getting flight hours. Right. But once he saw, you know, whatever it was, stars, reflections, whatever, here goes the brain. Kicked into the Well, yeah, gear. it just automatically, it just fills in the gaps. And he's by himself <laughs> over the ocean. Right. Which I don't want to ever be by myself in a plane over the ocean. I feel like I'd do the same thing, probably. He was just paranoid. Sounds like it. He's paranoid. And he freaked out, remember, too. His girlfriend said he freaked out when he flew into the restricted airspace. He was highly agitated. So he was apparently the agitated type. Like you. Like me. <laughs> this guy sounds just like you. So I don't need to ever have a pilot's license. <laughs> no. Lord, no. <laughs> You'd see UFOs and everything else. I'm just picturing what it would be like to be in a plane over the ocean in the dark. And you see some weird lights somewhere. Right. I would be freaking out. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, I get it. Uh, I'd probably crash my plane if I was in it. Therefore, no pilot license for me. Yeah, probably a good idea. So anyway, <laughs> yes, that is my theory. I don't think I can do a pilot's license. I'm, I don't really like flying. I'm not crazy about it. At times I've done it, I just... Uh... Yep, I didn't mind it. It stresses me out. I've done it a whopping four times. You've flown four times now? Counting. Oh, yeah. A trip there. I got there back. back. Okay. A trip there and a trip back. That's true. Four, it's four flights? I guess I have two. Four flights. So, Gosh. It's four too many. Uh, I'm, just I'm sure I'll fly again, but I it's okay. I don't know I, if I will. Just don't think it's fun. Some people enjoy it. I don't it's think. nerve wracking. That's it. It's nerve wracking. It's just like raid land, raid land, raid land. I, I don't know how somebody does it all. I know some people, that's all they do, like for the jobs. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can handle that. I don't know how pilots handle it. They like it. Too complicated. Well, yeah. I guess it was. Fred didn't be a commercial pilot. Could you imagine him doing this in a commercial plane? Um, I think it's probably a good thing they didn't <laughs> give him his commercial license. Yeah, maybe. Or this might have been a story about a major commercial airliner crashing after seeing a UFO. Whatever. What was Mm. that? I don't know. I forgot. I saw that one. Malaysian. I don't remember the number. I can't remember the number either. There's been more than one that's had these issues. Interesting. That have vanished and never been seen again. Gone country. Well, got anything else to add to this? I it is odd. Think it is an odd it thing. It is odd. More so as a missing persons thing than a UFO thing, yeah. really. Because you do just wonder the, what happened to him. The The UFO part just adds to the mystery. And, like, you wonder why they don't go Trust search this area. place that these people said to go search. Right. I mean, they had pretty good theory. Yeah, that's a solid theory. really is. And they had a lot of evidence to back it up from what I saw. I mean, uh, yeah, like I they think... They wrote a whole big research paper thing it was pages and pages of evidence of why they thought this is where he ended up so yeah yeah i think they should check it out they should well, probably never know though probably nobody it's too much time and effort and it's been too long so yeah probably and then his daddy's dead i mean didn't yeah. mention anybody else but Rhonda. And i'm sure she I had to move on the other family is i mean the, they're all still around but the girlfriend is still around she waiting on him? I don't think so. There's you, a woman. She's single then. I don't think so. I do not think she would be appropriate. She wouldn't be that old. She's she 16. was 16 in 1978. So she's just 56. No, older than that. I can't do math. 42 years. My math brain doesn't work. That's another reason I could never be a 50, pilot. 58. Did I say 58 or 56? You said 56. 58. I left off them twos. It's not that old, though. Uh, that's 
Uh, too old for me, though. I think that's a good match. Nope, I don't think so. Rhonda from Australia. Australia. She's Australian, too. I'm sure she's married and has kids by now, most likely. She Spray. moved on. She's probably got a kid older than you. I could look this up right now, but I'm not going to. Look at that. Look at that, Doug. Find no, Rhonda. not looking it up. She might be on eHarmony. She might be on AustraliansOnly.com. Um, is that a website? I don't know. Sounds good. It wouldn't be for Australians only, though. KangarooOnly.com. Outback. Outback.com. There you go. Outback. That would probably be the, the Outbacksingles.com. Probably take you to the steakhouse you put in Outback.com. Probably. Probably. Well, do you have any closing thoughts? I do I'm just not. rambling. I think we should close her out. Uh, <laughs> people might like listening to rambling. Well, if not, they can cut it off. There's this. There's the miracle of the pause button and the. I've been down the Mississippi, down through New Orleans. Craig's oh, yeah. singing with the unconnected shotgun <laughs> microphone. I got a shotgun, a rifle, and a four-wheel drive, and a country boy and can survive. When Craig starts singing, it's time to go. It's probably time. You can't close thoughts, though. No closing thoughts. Me neither. So, I will say, this has been another episode. Another one. Number 31. Don't, don't, are we really up to that many? Yes. Wow. Another episode of Messer Brothers Presents. Minus one measure, brother. I'm Craig. I am Doug. And we hope you enjoyed this episode. See you later. Don't get abducted by any UFOs or crash any planes. Bye-bye. Adios.